New name, same host, and same purpose. This is Overcoming Performance Christianity, the podcast that leads you on a path to freedom in your walk with Christ. If you're a longtime Christian, but something's missing in your relationship with God, then you might be caught up in performing for the Lord. Find out more as we dive into this episode of Overcoming Performance Christianity. I'm John Fugler. Hey, you probably wondered, John, where did you go? <laughs> Where'd you go all these months? Well, it was intentional. Uh, took a few months off at the end of season one and now launching season number two. And we're here together, aren't we? You're listening to the podcast that's uh, designed for high-performing Christians. And I am personally on the road from performance to relationship in my walk with Christ. And I'm taking you with me, helping you gain freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity. This podcast does that, as well as the devotional series I wrote called Your Life with God. You may have been a first season listener, and the podcast was called Fresh Faith and Real Life. We've taken on a new name that really zeroes in more on why we exist in this ministry of Fresh Faith 24-7, Overcoming Performance Christianity. So although we got a new name, I'm still the same host, and we had the same purpose. We're just zeroing in more, and so appropriately calling this Overcoming Performance Christianity. A bit about me, if you're a first-time listener, I'm a lifelong Christian media guy. I'm a husband, a father, and a grandfather of now nine. Yeah, we had another one. Mercy Elizabeth Fugler was born just, oh, let me see, less than two months ago. I'm also the CEO of Fresh Faith 24-7, where we lead you on a path to freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity. And I got a question for you. Are you ready to get to know Jesus? Are you? The Apostle Paul said, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Find that in Philippians 3.8. In this episode, I'll uncover a problem that has more and more longtime believers stuck in their faith. Before we get there, though, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Another one. I'm full of questions today. <laughs> uh, so how are you doing in your relationship with God? How are you doing? Is it healthy? How healthy? I've developed, while I've been working behind the scenes here, uh, a spiritual self-assessment that will give you some answers. This self-assessment will just take three minutes. This isn't like a 30-minute a quiz. <laughs> it includes some probing questions that will give you the honest truth about your relationship with Christ. And I want you to go ahead and get it right now and take it. It's free. Just go to my website at freshfaith247.com and uh, you just get it, you take it. Or an easier way, if you want to just click the link in the show notes of this podcast, go ahead and do that. It's a spiritual self-assessment. I'd love for you to do that and uh, see, get, get the honest truth about your relationship, the health of your relationship with Jesus. I talk about knowing Jesus, the verse I shared earlier uh, from Paul. He said, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And so why? Why should we know Jesus? I'll be answering that question this week and in future weeks. Got a great interview, too, this week from a man who has, uh, he's going to share some things that probably a new perspective for you. But it all goes back to deepening that personal relationship with Jesus. Since I am full of questions, uh, I'll ask you also 
why should you listen to this podcast? You got a lot of choices. There are more and more podcasts out there every day. And um, I assume you're a Christian, first of all, that you already know Jesus. And maybe a better podcast for you might be The Secrets to Following Jesus. (laughs) Or would it? Uh, To give you some perspective, let me take you back to my spiritual origins. For, For decades, I thought I understood what knowing Christ meant. I looked at it as a point in time. On January 7th, 1973, I came to know Christ. And that's a fact. But then I kind of said, so now I know Christ. (laughs) Let's move on to better things. (laughs) And I was all wrong. I missed the heart of the relationship. I'll make a bold statement here. Following and obeying Jesus has gotten too much press. Following and obeying Jesus has gotten too much press. Before you swipe out of this podcast, let me explain what I mean. Over the years, I've read a ton of books and have heard a thousand sermons that tell me how to obey Jesus, from behaving Christ-like to understanding God's will. I've ingested countless biblical principles to make the Christian life work, and they've all done their job. I learned, I applied, I got results. God's word laid it all out for me. But you know what? I missed something. I missed something. And maybe you have too. You might be one of those high-performing Christians. You know, you're a type A. You've achieved a lot in your life. You're a driver, maybe a leader. You've got a good resume of accomplishments. In fact, you're a faithful Christ follower. You've been a Christian for, for years. You know your Bible. You go to church. You take good notes in the sermon. You serve. You're a good example most of the time. You might even have a quiet time just about every day. I mean, you really do have it all together. At least people see you that way. But your high-performance life has spilled into your walk with God. Perhaps that's you. If it is, you're living what I call performance Christianity. And if you're like I was, you measure the health of your relationship with Christ by how well you serve and perform for him. Even how good the results are. Man, I was there. I was equating those things. Is is serving and obedience bad? Are those things bad? No, of course not. Of course not. But you might be asking like I was, if following Jesus really works, why is my relationship with him so dull? Where's my joy? How can I live with guilt and loneliness discouragement, frustration, anger, disappointment, lack of faith. Why do I feel distant from God? In all the busyness of obeying Christ, you might be doing what I did. You've blown past the number one thing that Jesus wants, and that is to know him. I go back to Philippians 3.8, where Paul said that so clearly. I contend that maybe you've overshot Jesus, and that's why you feel distant from God. Perhaps you're performing for Christ without a vital relationship with Christ. But I got good news for you. Here's the secret to reigniting your relationship with Christ. Paul gives us the answer. I'm going to go right back to it in Philippians 3.8. Knowing his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was the overarching reason for Paul to live. It was. 
Again, he said, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. If there's anyone, anyone in the world who's a high-performing Christian, it was Paul. I mean, look at all he did. But he wasn't trapped by performance Christianity. Paul had things right. Knowing Christ was first and foremost for him. Uh, You may have had the same experience I did when you were saved. Remember I told you that on January 7th, 1973, I came to know Christ. So now I know Christ, I thought, and let's move on to better things. But there's so much more to knowing Christ. And it's the antidote to performance Christianity. It's the key that opens that prison door. So together, we're going to deal with performance Christianity. I mean, we're going to come at it head on. I want to help you gain freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity. We're going to pursue the same passion Paul did, to know Christ. And this is a hard right turn from where you may be heading. In the past few months, I was guest on a number of podcasts, and we talked about performance Christianity. Now, I'll tell you, each host could relate to what I was talking about, and they knew other people, other believers who could relate to what I was talking about in this thing called performance Christianity. And while I thought this was something that is common among a number of believers, I didn't realize how common it is. So this season is dedicated solely to this. Wow, this hard right turn that I mentioned from where you might be heading, is it's hard to live out. Okay, it's a hard right turn that's hard to live out because, well, if you're like me, we've got years of bad habits and wrong perspective. If you commit to listening to this season's episodes, you'll see change in your life. I believe that. Here's some of the topics we're going to deal with in the coming weeks. The freedom, the freedom of knowing Christ. We're going to hit that next week, in fact. Uh, Rising above circumstances. How? to know Christ. We can say, I want to know Christ. You got Philippians 3, 8, but how do you, how do you make that work? How does that play out? Uh, thirsting for God. I love talking about this. Thirsting for God. There's got to be some hunger and thirst. We're going to talk about the thirst part and practical things too. We're going to deal with things like knowing Jesus in heartache. I mean, the, the real trials of life. How can we know Jesus at those times? And you're going to hear my guest talk about the move from performing to knowing. From performing to knowing. So if you're not into knowing Christ, then hit pause, okay? Just stop, go on to your next podcast, because I don't want to waste your time. Really, truly, I'm, I'm honestly saying that. If this isn't where you're at, then this podcast isn't for you, but... If this is where you're at, join me. The invitation is out. Uh, This season is about the passion of knowing Christ and how to make it yours. And as we get closer and closer to Christmas, I can't think of a better time to really dive deeply into this. In fact, this Christmas may be your most personal, intimate time with Jesus than you've ever had any other Christmas. We'll be talking about how to escape the bondage of performance Christianity and live in freedom in your relationship with him. I want to share with you 11 big promises you'll experience as we peel away performance and replace it with relationship. Uh, Here's how freedom in your relationship with Christ plays out in real life. This freedom 
leads to fruit. Galatians 5, and 23, talking about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all the rest of them. And when we're free in our relationship with Christ, fruit results. It just happens. It's not We're, we're not trying to produce it. It just happens. That's, that's one of the 11 big promises. And there's that obedience to God. We want to obey God, don't we? Yeah. Well, when we're free and we're not walking in performance, we obey God with joy. So that's your second big promise. We obey God with joy. And thirdly, that pressure to perform is removed, totally wiped out, taken away, no pressure to perform. And then fourth, we don't feel a self-imposed guilt because we aren't earning God's favor, aren't earning God's approval. So we don't sense that guilt. Fifth, we know that Jesus walks with us. We have confidence that Jesus walks with us, and he's not looking over our shoulder. And six, we have confidence also that we're walking with Christ, okay? It's a relationship. Jesus is walking with us. We're walking with Christ. And seventh, this is really, really key. We have victory over sin because we aren't fighting in our own power. One thing about performance Christianity, it's we're relying on our finite power. And it doesn't work, and we don't experience victory. Eighth, we understand and experience that God is our friend. Oh, I smile as I say that. What freedom. What freedom. Oh, ninth, we understand and experience God's love more. And don't we want God's love? Tenth, we glorify God. What a thrill. I encourage you to read Hebrews 13, 20, and 21. Just just go there and and read that uh, about glorifying God, and it's a thrill. And then finally, the 11th big promise that you'll experience as we peel away performance or replace it with relationship is that we will please God. And that is freeing and fun. We don't do it out of obligation, but we do it out of freedom. We do it about that. We do it out of that love relationship with him. <laughs> and th- those are 11 big promises. We're going to be talking about that in the next several weeks. So if, if you want that, if you're fed up with living for Jesus without really knowing him, then this is your podcast. So back to my original point, and that is knowing Christ and the question, why know Jesus? Why? I believe that all of life hinges on it. Knowing Jesus will end your long-distance relationship. Uh, Loneliness will be filled. Uh, Guilt will disappear. Discouragement, frustration, anger, lack of faith, discontentment. Those are all going to become distant memories. God will replace these enemies with his fullness as you know Jesus like he intended. (laughs) Isn't that so cool? I'm excited. You know, pain pushes us to take action, right? And if you're in pain right now, if your spiritual life is is known by cold, empty obedience, then, man, Jesus is here to heal you and lead you into a treasured relationship with himself. I, I really would encourage you to take that spiritual uh, self-assessment that I mentioned earlier. Go get it, take it, and, and see where you're at in your relationship with Christ. It, it's not a performance test. I don't want you to treat it that way. It's not. It's just an indicator of how healthy you are. It's kind of like the blood pressure, you know? We all want to know. (laughs) We take it often, don't we? 
And you can see how healthy your relationship is with Christ. So go get that. And that's at freshfaith247.com. Freshfaith247.com. And take that self-assessment. If you uh, are looking through the show notes right now, you just click on the link. I'll have a link in there in the show notes for the self-assessment. But please go ahead and take that. I, I want you to do that. And then I'll follow up with you with some resources that will help you cultivate a healthy relationship with Jesus. I uh, want to make those available as well. But please, first thing I want you to do is take that spiritual self-assessment. Okay, my guest in this episode, is he's one cool dude. I was blessed in a big way to meet him and have him join me on the podcast. I've been dying to get this interview to you, and now is the time if you want to escape performance Christianity, then this interview will help you do that. God has used the the teaching, um, the wisdom, the global vision, and I'm even going to say business skills of Bruce McNichol to offer breakthrough experiences of grace, of grace for thousands around the world. Leaders in all spheres of influence have found God's lasting resolution for their lives, for their life issues as they've journeyed with Bruce. And Bruce is the, the founder of a ministry called True Face. And for decades, he's helped leaders around the world. And what a man of God he is. We just, man, we, we went really deep in our conversation that you're going to be listening to. He's co-authored a number of books, by the way, uh, bestsellers, in fact. The Cure, you may have read one or more of his books, The Ascent of a Leader, Bo's Cafe. I love that title. Behind the Mask, The Kingdom Life, and High Trust Cultures. And Bruce, he's got an international impact. Audiences in many countries around the world uh, have been discovering hope and freedom from Bruce's uh, story-driven, biblically-anchored teaching. And I've been in Bruce's teaching, and it's very true. He's just a gentle guy who leads us into intimacy with Jesus. And in my interview, interview with Bruce, we explored something that you may never have considered before. It could be breakthrough time for you. So let's go right to that conversation with Bruce McNichol. Bruce, it's so glad to have you on the podcast. I'm oh, looking forward to this. It's good to be with you after seeing you in Cyprus. I know. We were in Cyprus yeah. together. Yeah. And I said, uh, after I met you and talked with you a bit, I said, I'd love to get you on the podcast. And so here we are. Here at Fresh Faith 24-7, we talk about our relationship with Jesus, knowing Jesus, not just surface, but this whole knowing thing that can last a lifetime and comes back to intimacy with Jesus and and all of that. Have you always been the kind of believer who had intimacy with Jesus? No, I'd say it goes in seasons for me, and uh, and it is a life journey. It is one of those things that I, uh, from a young age, I realized that I could know his presence, and I was uh, impacted by this little booklet, you know, this old classic, Practicing the Presence of God. Mm. And I was curious about that, that he could be in every aspect of my life, that uh, it was not to be compartmentalized. And, uh, and yet, we, we tend to do that. We tend to think there are, there are the sacred and then there are the mundane. There, there are the things that we do religiously or in spirituality, and then there are the things we do at work, uh, various compartments. Mm. And those are artificial, as it turns out, and uh, I was struck by the fact that 
that uh, the, the initial author of practicing the presence of God could be washing dishes or picking up a straw from the ground and he'd be remembering that Jesus was in all of his life. And uh, one day I was, I was uh, reading, uh, this is be about 15 years ago in 1 Corinthians 11, where uh, I was struck with this verse in verse 26 that said, do this and whenever you drink, uh, do it to remember me. And I realized that uh, out of sight, out of mind, mm. and he's living within us, but he's physically in heaven. And so how do I remotely practice his presence? And uh, what I came to understand was that he, he wouldn't say, just remember me on the cross, which of course, that's what I thought initially. And I didn't realize that I had undervalued and over-institutionalized this whole business of having communion, or some people say Eucharist, or some people say Lord's Supper, or whatever. But it's a very simple practice that you can do anywhere in the world and at any time. But I always thought, uh, that must be for Sunday. Yeah, me too. And I mean, we've had it in small group, in maybe a couple conferences, that type of thing. But it it is kind of formalized, institutionalized. So I want to back up uh, for a minute here. And you talk about um, those, those words, remember me. Yeah. And, and the cross, and that's exactly what I think about. I'm thinking about, oh, Jesus died on the cross. And as I'm taking my communion, that's what I'm focused on. Yeah. And so yeah. it's this, this point in time. So you, you kind of rattled me here. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> It rattled me as well when I began to realize, oh, when I think of uh, someone that I really honor, like my father and mother who have graduated to heaven already, I don't just think of one thing uh, or even a core thing. I, I think of hundreds of things. And then when I realized, well, with Jesus, there are thousands of things to thank him for and to remember him for. And we, uh, we are a forgetful group, you know? And so I began to realize, you know, I could do this whenever. He didn't say, uh, you, you need to do this quarterly or uh, every week or whatever, it, it, none of that. So I began to go back to when Jesus first instituted this in the gospels and realized how informal the situation was, that uh, they were having a meal, and they were in this upper room, and and they had a betrayal going on, and they had uh, uh, some foot washing, which was done by none other than Jesus. Uh, it sh- should have been the other way around, but he was the one going, here, here you go, this is my example that I want you to follow. Um, so I began to think about that and realize I can do this whenever, as the scriptures say. And uh, that began a process of, uh, me, uh, I have a daily hike when I'm home uh, in the ridges of Phoenix by our, our home. Mm. And I, I have a little place up there called uh, Communion Cliffs. Really? Yeah. And that's uh, that's probably my most sacred uh, daily Sabbath. It lasts about 40 minutes on up and down. And that's where I get to do th- three things in in this remembrance and it's basically, and we can get into it later, but it's, it's celebrating him for 
more things than we can possibly think about. It's committing again to him. And then it's also connecting others to him. And this is- And they all begin with C. Uh, and they do. Uh, it, it helps me. So we me. can remember. It, yeah. <laughs> so we can remember. My age, I need that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah, simple enough for me uh, as well. And so that's, that's what I end up doing. And as I've done this through the years, I've just asked people to do a word association game with me on the celebration aspect of it. And I will, um, I will ask them questions like, when I say Jesus, what comes to mind? And, and then we can get into it, but there's a whole list, endless, of things that come to mind for different people based on where they might be mm. uh, in their walk with Jesus. So you celebrate those aspects of Jesus? Uh, we do. And, and I encourage them that, uh, uh, for me, I, I, of course, celebrate the core that he died for the forgiveness of our sins, but he didn't just die for that. He died for both my sin and shame, and that's a whole nother world. That's that's a, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, uh, this whole issue of how shame triggers issues in my life, mm. and um, and then I will ask them, well, what about the fact that he made you a new creation? How about that? That's something to celebrate. Uh, that I'm I'm no longer a sinner striving to become a saint that he actually made me a saint, that Christians are always called saints in the New Testament. Even when Paul said, I'm, I'm chief of sinners, he was talking about before he met Jesus. And so I celebrate, how could this miracle have happened? Mm. And yet it did. Um, so it's better for me not to create my identity based on whether I had a good day or a bad day. It's mm. better for me to realize that I am who he says I am. So when you're on your hike, do you just... Ask God to bring something to mind about about Him and about Jesus, and and you celebrate that. I do, I do, and it's everything from, you know, if we're going through some losses with our friends, uh, I may celebrate the fact that He's the Rock mm-hmm. of Ages, and when everything else is moving in life, He's not moving. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I, and I focus on that, and uh, then in, in that third C, I'll probably connect the people who are going through those losses mm-hmm. to Him. And I'll say, help them to trust. Because we were made for connection. Mm. And so I want to connect them to him. It's a very intimate process. Mm. Some days I'll thank him for the fact that he never breaks a promise. Uh, some days I, I will thank him for the fact that he has is, is called me a friend. And I don't even understand all of that. But I, I experience it. I receive it. Some days I thank him for the fact that he loved to host people and he liked to be hosted. He was, you know, it was, he was cooking fish or he uh, grilling fish. He was, he was with people uh, making, uh, at, at his first miracle, he, he was making it possible for them to have more joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, some days I thank him for joy because he said, I, I came so you could have joy full joy. You have no shortage, do you? You just, no, I mean, it, it just flows. It's, it's, there's just thousands of things to remember him for. And that's the whole point is to have a fresh experience of Jesus as often as we need to. Bruce, you really hit on something that we're, we do in the Fresh Faith 24-7 community, what I want to put forth on this podcast. You know, I want to help a million believers know the Christ of the cross 
And this is all knowing. As I hear you talk about the aspects of Jesus and his qualities and his life and just picturing him as you describe him in, the, in his history, it's more than just knowing about him, isn't it? You find you're, get, you're right. getting more into knowing him? Into, that's it. Knowing him uh, in the way of experiencing him. And that's what he wants. You know, he, he wants that friendship, that intimacy more than even what I can do for him. If, if what I can do for him comes out of our friendship and out of that exhilarating intimacy, then it, it will never stop. And I, I think, I forget, I think it was Henry Nowen that said, nothing uh, gets in the way of love for Christ like service for Christ. And, and I thought, yeah, that's, that's strange. But then I thought, I think I understand that. Mm. And I need. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've experienced that. It, that's it. And it seems like a counterintuitive statement at first. You think like, well, the more you serve, the, the better you and Jesus will get on. But no, he, he wants our friendship. He wants our presence. He wants uh, to, to just sit together mm. and to remember this endless, beautiful list. And I, and I usually pick one or two things because all I can handle in a day, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, but that's just why I recommend it as a, you know, there's lots of wonderful disciplines or practices or habits, whatever they call them. This is a, this is a habit that I commend because it has enriched my life so much. So those C's again, we we got to yeah. celebrate. We celebrate. And connect, and the one in the middle is, is the one in the in the middle is commit to him. And uh, I, you know, there's a lot of scriptures about that too. But uh, and this is what uh, a frequent communion and people can do it in all different kinds of ways. You know, I I I just have a little cup and a little wafer that uh, thanks to Amazon, I can order a hundred at a time, <laughs> you know? And I, uh, I think about the scripture when I think of the middle C commitment to him, I think about Hebrews 12, where it says, uh, you know, go ahead, fix your eyes on him. And this is what that frequent communion does for me. I just go, now I get to fix, I get to focus. Uh, I, I get to be present with Jesus and I get to recommit and realize that even in that particular scripture, he, he stayed committed right to the cross. And it says there, you know, you, you haven't, uh, I haven't shed my blood uh, in, in this journey yet. He did. He poured out his life for me. So I want to, I want to recommit to him. Uh, I think it's, it's more than celebration. It is also, you know, a, a commitment to him and and uh, he said, you know, among other things, he said that he is the way. He is the, the life and the light and the truth, and the way. And I think, okay, uh, let me think about how he lived. And let me kind of help, as he said in, in uh, John, this is my example I'm setting for you. That was with the towel that he was using to wipe the disciples' feet. So follow my way. Follow and so I try to uh, understand uh, Jesus. What what are the ways that you lived your life? And uh, talk to me about that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, as we think about uh, communion and the focus on the cross, I mentioned earlier the the Christ on the cross compared to the Christ of the cross. Yes. Which 
the Christ on the cross is a moment in time. Mm-hmm. The Christ of the cross is eternity. That's right. And there's a whole lot of Jesus to know <laughs> there if is. we think about the Jesus of eternity. Yes. Uh, yeah, before the foundations of the world. And if Jesus came full of grace and truth, which is another mystery, how could, how could he have grace before there was sin? Because he came full of grace and truth. He came with that. I, I love to think about the fact that we are sinners saved by grace, we are saints saved by grace, and how does this grace, so mysterious and breathtaking, actually function in my life? And th- that is a subject probably several times a year that I, I ponder and I, I read some more. Uh, you know, grace is mentioned, I think, uh, almost 130 times in the New Testament. So there's plenty of uh, territory, plenty of real estate to look at and think about this beautiful, mysterious, uh, just ocean full of God's love Mm. through his grace. How do you bring this into your family? You talk about your personal hike up the mountain and back and... And do you come down, I was going to say, you come down with the tablets? (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, how do you take this out of your personal relationship with God into your family? And that's some of the most exciting because there again, we we don't compartmentalize life. It's all sacred. It all belongs to God. And so uh, when our oldest, Nicole, got her first car, it was a used car, but it was new to us, Mm -hmm. and uh, we all jumped in her car and had communion together to celebrate the fact that uh, this is a great gift that Nicole just got. She worked for it. We worked for it. But it's a gift. Everything's a gift. But it's not as big as the gift we got from Jesus. Ooh. And so let's always remember, no matter how shiny the new thing is that we get, it, it, it pales in comparison to the gift we get from Jesus. And, uh, and sometimes when we're like on a vacation at the beach or whatever, I've been with the boys and they've been surfing and, uh, we'll have communion out in the waves because we want to say there's nothing so exhilarating as Jesus. You'll have communion out in the waves. Yeah. I mean, you can, if you got the little wafer (laughs) and the thing, you just can't dump it in the waves, you know, you got to carry it to the shore and yeah. But, uh, and there's, there's a lot of ways, uh, when Janet and I would go through um, uh, beautiful things with people or losses, we'll have, um, uh, we'll have communion with them and, and help them to remember that, yeah, life, life is moving, but Jesus is over your life. He's, he's got you. And, and he is saying to you, look, when, when you're weary and heavy laden, burdened down, uh, come to me because I can give you rest in the middle of all this stress and trauma and maybe tragedy. This morning I had communion for a young mom whose six-month-old baby uh, has been discovered to have a tumor behind her eyes, and her eyes are now uh, crossing. And I, and I bring her to Jesus. That's the connecting others, uh, whether it be family or it be uh, a, a close friend like that. Uh, that's going through those times. And and then I'll, I'll think of specific people. Sometimes I'll take them with me or sometimes I go to them. And, and even on, on the trails up on these ridges uh, for my birthday, this uh, there's all kinds of different people that ask, where are you from? What are you doing? And, and I said, well, I'm going to a birthday party in Sedona. And 
she thought that meant crystals. You know, she thought, mm-hmm. she thought, and so the next time I saw her, she had a crystal for me. And I said, you know what? I don't think I've ever received a birthday gift out on these trails, um, but here's, here's what I do. Here's what I, here's, here's who my hero of heroes is. And I, and I, you know, show her the little communion cup. And I said, this is, this is the way of Jesus. And, um, and so, uh, while I, I don't think she knows Jesus yet, uh, it's, it's an opportunity to say, Hey, here is the focus. Here is the centerpiece of my life. And by the way, it never, it never runs out of energizing, you know, inspiring uh, life. He is going to be there forever. He has been there forever. So make it your priority to be with him. And, uh, you know, so I just think there, there are all kinds of ways to proclaim Jesus. And if we're doing this on a regular basis, we get all kinds of opportunities we didn't get otherwise, uh, like on the trail, to remember him, but also to help other people notice him. This is powerful. Really is. Mm-hmm. My head's about ready to explode. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about how we're bringing Jesus into life and we're bringing our life into Jesus. There's just that that intersection. Instead of looking at communion as remembering Jesus on the cross, which we should. I remember yes. that he paid the penalty. Yes. I mean, the, he shed his blood. Yes. Uh, his body was broken. And that is the truth, and we should never, ever minimize that. But you're taking this and you're going further because Jesus did that so he could have a relationship with us that doesn't just end there. That's right. But it permeates all of our life. That's right. I'm figuring this it's, out as I go yeah. as you, as you yeah. speak. Am I, mm-hmm. am, I, am I hitting with you on that? I, I, absolutely. It's, it's the core. Um, this miracle at Calvary, it's the core. And it's the start, but it's only the start of the journey. And it gets better and better, deeper and deeper, and more glorious all the time. And yet, even though it's transcendent, it's intimate. And some days you go, I don't even know how I'm looking. Some days on the ridge, I'll look at the sunrise coming up, and the moon is still over on the other side. And I'm looking at both of them, and I'm thinking, this is how transcendent it is but it's also just Jesus and me. Mm. It's just that intimate. And, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to bring people into that as well um, and to let his life flow over, his joy flow over to them. I, I just think that's one of the most sacred honors that we get to, to do. And in some small way, when we suffer with those who suffer, and we take them right back to the cross, knowing that his sufferings were infinite. In some small way, we can say to them when we sacrifice with them, uh, this, is, this is my body, which is broken for you also. It's not what Jesus did, but I can sacrifice like he, because he sacrificed everything for me. And so I give, you, I give you my time, I give you my prayer, I give you my service, I give you my body to serve you in this time of tragedy or whatever uh, confusion might be in their lives. Mm. Yes, I think we sometimes honor the ritual more than we honor the Savior. <laughs> Absolutely, and it, it it stands to reason. We we tend to make a, you know make programs out of things and institutionalize things, and 
and uh, and that, that's not wrong to have that, mm-hmm. but it's inadequate. It's incomplete compared to what I think First Corinthians eleven and the Gospels are saying about this little symbol that Jesus, when when he had a chance to say, "What what do I do to help them remember me?" Mm-hmm. He's going, "Well, this is very simple. Everyone can do this." And they can do this as often as they want to remember me. Well, you've written books. Is this going to be the next one? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't contemplated that. I just know that I'm enjoying it. And it's, uh, it's writing a book in my life, that's for sure. Oh, I, yeah. I, you're touching my heart, and I know the hearts of our listeners. And let me encourage you to, to write it out. Your, your thoughts are so eye-opening and spirit-opening, and, and they're really they're great. And we can learn well, a lot from well, this. Well, thank you. They, they've, you know, it's the spirit who has captivated my life with these thoughts mm. and these practices. Um, and I, I, I can't thank him and, and the father and the son enough for all of this. And I think about the Holy Spirit. I think, Jesus, you made it possible for the Holy Spirit to live in me. Now, what in the world is that? How big of a concept is that? and how, how transcendent, how glorious, yeah. Well, Bruce, you've had a career in helping ministries and churches and businesses um, become more healthy as mm. teams mm. and as, as they operate. And, uh, and now it just seems like you're like still going up in this whole, your, your life is still on an upward uh, climb upward plane. It sounds exciting to well, me. You've had an exciting life so far, but I look forward to what's ahead. Oh, I do too. If we just stay curious, you know, if it's going to take him the ages to come to show us the riches of his grace and kindness in Christ Jesus, then we're, we're just getting started. And if we don't stay curious, we are missing a huge opportunity in this earthly journey. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, John. It's been a privilege and honor. Okay. Wonderful to be with you. Well, you'll never approach communion the same way, right? And uh, you may be taking communion more often. Insightful, interesting, um, really deep time with Bruce. Thank you, Bruce McNichol, for being a guest on my podcast. Uh, Let me tell you something cool in the Fresh Faith 24-7 ministry. It's one of the three C's that we offer, and it's coaching. Uh, Here's how we do it. Twice a week. You join me for live devotions, and it's short. Uh, it's it's really brief. It's something to get you started in your day. Uh, we center on Christ and reject performance Christianity. Uh, we meet up in our private group, and, and for just a few minutes, as I said, I'll bring you what I call uh, fresh bread, but there's more. Uh, in addition to that, inside Fresh Faith 24-7, you'll have an opportunity to let me walk with you one-on-one through personal coaching. Like I said, this is a hard road to go from performance to relationship with Jesus. You can't do it alone. And I want you to experience freedom in your walk with Christ. So you have access to me for unlimited personal coaching. Now here's one stipulation. As we have a session together and I'll probably give you an assignment, okay? You've got to, there'll be an action step out of it. Before you come back for more, another session, you've got to do your homework, all right? You've got to get done what we've been talking about that needs to be worked on. So that's one stipulation, but it's unlimited 
personal coaching. You can join Fresh Faith 24-7 right now at freshfaith247.com. Go to the website and you'll see all the different resources that I offer. You'll see how it's all set up and you can join right there at freshfaith247.com. If you find that once you join, it's not for you. You can quit at any time. This is not a lifelong membership, okay? It's not even a, 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 an annual membership. It's just month to month. But I don't think you will quit because we really, really dig into this solution to performance Christianity. So join us, freshfaith247.com. Uh, see what we've got there. Learn about the Fresh Bread devotionals and, and other resources that we have and the coaching. Well, next episode, as I said at the outset, the freedom of knowing Christ. That's what we're going to discuss. That's what we're going to dig into. We're going to keep tackling performance Christianity and wrestle it to the ground. So I'll see you then.